0: Month, I'm looking to do at least a hundred thousand dollars a month. You know, twenty-five thousand dollars a week—that's that's good. Uh, $100,000 a hundred thousand dollars a month—you're in the green. You're making money. Uh, anything other than that, it's just money in your pocket.
1: Yo, welcome back. Another episode of Attractive Mindset. And today's guest is super humble individual. You know, I like to personally call him the big giant because but he's definitely jacked. But, you know, that aside, you know, this dude is super, super friendly and super, you know, knowledgeable when it comes to his craft to the point where, you know, he has franchises spanned out. And so I'm gonna let him tell you a little bit more about his story. Mr. Chris Nader.
0: That's up, man. How are you? Good, good. Good, man. Yeah, Chris Nader. Um, got into the pizza business when I was young. Uh, worked my way up from the bottom up. Had some opportunities when I was younger to get involved and be partners um, with my the original owners back fifteen, sixteen years ago. Now they, they like my work ethic. Took over a store at eighteen years old, and oh. then they put me into an ownership opportunity, and you know went from there. Started off in Michigan, and worked my way down south.
1: Okay, okay. And yeah. so give us a little backstory on even what led you to that path of just entrepreneurship.
0: Uh, I went to school for a little bit. Was it wasn't really my cup of tea? Uh went in there, did the school thing, was more worried about making money and you know, I, I wanted the rims and the cars and the jewelry and all that other stuff and sitting in the classroom for hours on it wasn't getting me there anytime soon. Mm. So when, uh, you know, put it in 40, 50, 60 hours a week as an 18-year-old, 19-year-old kid, you see those $1,000 paychecks. There's a lot more motivating to go out and work rather than just sit in the classroom and, you know, hope for the best. Nah,
1: definitely. So you didn't graduate
0: college? No, I did not. No, I dropped out.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Both of us yeah. definitely dropped out. And so what would you say to people that, you know, feel like they have to get stuck in that college cycle?
0: I I think to each its own, you know, it's definitely, there's plenty of opportunities. You go to college, you get a degree, you know, you can sit behind a desk, do the nine to five thing and be a happy person. Not everybody's out cut out to be a boss, you know, being the number one is it's a difficult thing. You know, there's nobody above you, so there's nobody to rely on. There's nobody to fall back onto. So, you know, you still get your, PTO, you get to call in sick, you get to, you know, do whatever you want. But when you're the number one, there's no falling back on anybody, Um, you know? And that's kind of where I was looking towards going because I just want to be my own boss. I wanted to not work on a schedule, a set schedule and just do my own thing.
1: Okay, okay. And so what would you say when you first got into the business was like of your biggest, you know, Issues, uh, not even issues, but what what did you find yourself getting stuck on, you know, just being able to scale? Business? Yes,
0: it's definitely to help the employees. Uh, when I when I first started off, I had a team of people with me. They grew with me. I put them in a position to be, you know, making money, having a good living. And then once I got up to a certain point, they were all doing really well. I ran out of good people. So oh, yeah. I got stuck. So that's that's where I'm at right now. I'm stuck at the Davy location, University in Griffin. It's hard to find good, reliable help. And it's been, you know, my hardest part so far is just finding reliable help who want to come in and take care of business.
1: And so when you say reliable help, what what would you be looking for in terms of that?
0: You know, pizza businesses, it's tough. You know, nobody wants to work next to a 500 degree oven you know, you get greasy and grimy and do dishes and mop floors. Uh, it's it is it's a harder job compared to a lot of things nowadays. There's so many different avenues to make money. Uh, and, you know, again, to each its own, you know, make that money, whatever you got to do to make that money. Um it's few and far between. Want to come in and bust ass anymore and just grind it out and make that money?
1: Okay, okay. And so, if you were to let's say, or if somebody wanted to start like a pizza business, yeah. what what would that look like for them?
0: Well, I think anybody can do it. Pizza is pretty simple, man. Salt, sugar, yeast, flour, and you got a pizza. Yeah. Uh, you know, they got the wood fire ovens, the conveyor belt ovens. The pizza process is super simple. Just finding some money to put down, open up a shop, the equipment's well, it's affordable. You know, you can get into a pizza business for a couple hundred thousand dollars and open up the doors and start slinging pies.
1: And so would that be the same amount now or is it different from when you first got into it?
0: Yeah, from compared to when I first got into it, now prices have definitely went up. Uh, everything across the board, product, uh, minimum wage is going up, rent is going up everything is definitely more inflated so it is a more difficult business but there's still plenty of opportunities out there to make that money
1: and so how do you feel like you have to do in terms of marketing when it comes to you know especially like the huge brands yeah. and stuff like that
0: luckily enough for me jets pizza the detroit style deep dish pizza it sets itself apart from everything else mm-hmm. I got the new york style the chicago style Detroit-style deep dish is kind of up and coming. Not too many people know about it. So we got our own little niche in advertising, going out there, putting a product in people's mouth, letting them taste it. As soon as they try it out, they more or less fall in love with it.
1: Got it. So you guys do a lot of commercials or?
0: Uh, Social media, I think that's the biggest thing. I do anything and everything promotion-wise. I still send out paper mailers, which gets me back nearly zero return i return maybe 1% but facebook instagram tiktok uh, linkedin snapchat anytime i put money into that i usually see a return from it pretty large
1: okay and so <clears throat> in order for a pizza business or a pizza restaurant to be like in profit or or retainable you know because we had somebody on the show named Brian, yeah, and he he has these uh Asian American fused restaurants and stuff. He was telling us what it's like on that end, and so on your end, what would be like a a good month, like a profitable month, as far as like pizza sales?
0: Uh, a month, I'm looking to do at least a hundred thousand dollars a month. You know, twenty five thousand dollars a week. That's that's good. A uh, hundred thousand dollars a month. You're in the green. You're making money. Uh, anything other than that, it's just money in your pocket. Mm.
1: Okay. Okay. And so holidays definitely increase. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. The holiday season comes around. People are traveling, coming and going. uh, You know, leading up to Thanksgiving, nobody wants to cook when they got to cook for eight hours on Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Christmas time, everybody's families are coming in town. There's traveling. There's traffic. Nobody wants to cook food for their family. They're ordering pizza. So the the end of the year for us was really good. Football season, Mm -hmm. good, you know, as well. Uh you know, we've doing pretty well so far. Uh, I have no complaints.
1: Okay. And so when do you dictate like a good time to do like a promotion or discounts or like how does that happen?
0: Always. I'm always doing promotions. I'm always doing some sort of discounts towards something. You know, I'll do five dollars off a of pizza, I'll do a fifty percent off a of pizza. I'll do Veterans Day or Mother's Day, whatever you are, Single Mother Day. If you're a veteran, whatever it is, come in, I'll give you a discount. Just trying to get people in the door to try the product out.
1: Okay, okay, and do you feel like that works as far as like retainership?
0: Yeah, yeah, like I said, once people try the product, they fall in love with it. if I can get somebody in the door three times, the first time they try it, the second time they come through and they get the same product as they did the first time, then by the third time they're a lifelong customer Mm. you fuck up one of those two times you know you give them a good pizza the first time you give them a shitty pizza the second time well they'll go back to the Papa John's or the Little Caesars or the mom and pop down the street that they know is consistent
1: got it got it and so consistency do you feel like you've been able to keep that consistency in business because of you know gym life
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's something that has instilled good consistency into my daily habits, trying to follow like a schedule I set for myself and then implementing that into my business has definitely helped out.
1: Okay. And so what would a daily schedule regimen look like to you as far as like time management wise?
0: I'm getting up around seven in the morning. I like to get most of my stuff taken care of by nine o'clock in the morning, freeze the rest of my day up for, you know, either getting hands-on, making pizza, or focusing on doing some advertising. I like to go out and show face. A lot of people don't do that anymore. I still go door to door. I'll still go up the businesses. I'll drop stuff off, shake hands, kiss babies, do whatever I got to do just to get people in the door.
1: (laughs) So that's super important that I definitely want people to, to hear you say that. Like you've been in business, you said how long?
0: 15 years now,
1: 15 years and you're still doing door to door. You're still, you know, being personal about it. What what aspect do you feel like, you know, you being that in person gives to your business versus the other ones?
0: Showing face is huge. You know, people want to see who's behind the curtain. You know, you can go to the Wizard of Oz, who's the wizard behind the curtain. And I'm the man in the back making the pizza going out there. People do appreciate it. It was a little bit just, you know, not so much during the COVID time, you know, but we're getting through that stuff now and we're able to go out and really push the product for, you know, you show up with a free pizza and people are showing like, acting like you're showing up with COVID or something at the mm-hmm. front door.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so with that being said, um, damn, I had a question and it just flew out of my <laughs> head. But um, basically, When it comes to your market and you do these personal interactions or or these personal connections, what would you say is the benefit? no hold on let me let me reframe what i want to say and so <laughs> when it comes to sponsorships that's what i wanted to say when it comes to sponsorships do you look for certain sponsorships or you know because you know you might have somebody like papa john's who's like oh we're partnered with coke or pepsi or something like that and so what what would you look for in sponsorships and how does that action of you know business work
0: yeah i, I guess anybody who's gonna give me the most bang for my buck you know who's gonna give me the most exposure who's gonna get the name out there the best I mean, I, I do sponsor some local football teams and baseball teams. I just got a email from the Panthers. They don't have anybody in their stadium selling pizzas, mm. so I'm meeting with that guy tomorrow to potentially open up a, stop, a spot in the Panther Stadium nice yeah that'd be pretty sick
1: okay okay and so do you see yourself opening more stores anytime soon or
0: not pizza I'm I'm getting outside of the restaurant business I've been in it for a while I had a dessert shop in Miami I sold last year it's just the the reliance on other people it's just been so difficult lately I'm gonna try to seek some different avenues where I can be more self-sufficient and you know you got to pay to play i have no problem paying somebody to get a job done it's just it's seems to be harder to find those people when it's a 10 11 12 an hour position mm-hmm. uh, yeah.
1: and so and are your stores only in south florida
0: yeah as of right now yeah
1: would
0: you ever expand out of south florida yeah of course i'm looking at texas right now or a little bit more north it's more affordable up there um back home in michigan you know it's the property up there is very affordable build out costs is is much more affordable south Florida is just wild right now it is yeah
1: it is okay cool and so what would you say are other markets that you have being an entrepreneur for you know 15 16 years yeah what what are other markets that you're starting to look towards now
0: uh, now it's real estate. I feel like everybody, most amount of millionaires, they made their money through real estate. Mm-hmm. Now it's a little late to the game, but then again, you know, real estate's always going up. It seems I, I don't. It goes up and down, but there's always money to be made. Just wait and see. Mm-hmm. Doing some development. Uh, I've been looking into mobile home parks. Okay, you know you can buy those things for. Pretty inexpensive. Throw it on a piece of land and then charge lot rent, up six fifty thousand bucks a month, and you know, it's affordable living. Yeah, in South Florida, you know, the find a place for a thousand bucks, fifteen hundred dollars, two thousand dollars a month is very few and far between, uh-huh. especially in a decent area. So I think either the mobile home park or townhomes, something where you can develop for not a huge cost of money.
1: Okay, okay. So that's a good market. Do you ever see yourself getting into like the digital space, like, you know, like crypto or stocks or anything like that?
0: Yeah, of course. I, I did the crypto thing when everybody was doing it, uh, put some money into that, got a little bit out, and then kind of fell off with it. I uh-huh. think like everybody else did. I'm not really into that too much anymore. Stocks, you know, I'm not too familiar with it. I mean, you no, know, I'd love to get into that. I think for, 2023 where i'm really focusing on is just developing getting some property and you know scaling up from there
1: got it and so with also the digital age comes like you know the the art of creating new you know products as far as like teaching especially when it comes to courses or you know just pdfs on workbooks checklists and stuff like that would you ever do like a how to open a pizza shop or how to sustain a pizza shop kind of digital course or workbook.
0: Yeah, I I would definitely consider it. uh, If somebody wanted to know the steps to follow Mm -hmm. and I would definitely lay it out for them. Uh, It's, it's, I'm part of a franchise. So it's pretty cut and paste, which Mm -hmm. is super nice. Uh, They've been in business for 40 years now. It's Something that's rolling, you know, over 300 locations nationwide now. Hmm. So they have a system that works very well. Uh, It just takes capital, get into the pizza business with them, throw some money down, they'll show you the way. And then, you know, follow their formula and you should be successful. You just got to put the time and energy into it.
1: Got it. And so you going into that entrepreneurship lifestyle, you know, 15, 16 years ago, you know, it's definitely a different lifestyle than what most of our friend groups have. And so how would you how did your friends react when you did that back then?
0: Yeah, you know, there's everybody from Michigan is kind of on the graduate high school, go to college, get married, settle down, have babies and just live that lifestyle. So that's what all my friends are doing. I'm down here. I guess I'm kind of like the black sheep, you know, down in Miami, going out, drinking, having fun, living my best life um but i enjoy my life and moving away from my hometown at a young age was the best decision i've ever made mm. i just got out of the normal came down to somewhere i had no i knew no one no friends no family I was able to just really focus on the hustle
1: and so what made you choose south florida uh,
0: demographically you know the population south florida is one of the most densely populated areas in the entire country and then also from Michigan would vacation to Florida. So it was always a dream of mine to come down here, ride along the beach on a motorcycle with my shirt off, living my best life.
1: Got it. And so I- when you move down here, like, just just give us a little background on on what it took, you know, for you to just create a sustainable life out here. Because you don't just do it from, you know.
0: No, I wish it was that easy. Yeah. <laughs> Snap your figures and you're good to go. Exactly. Uh, there, there's plenty of struggles. I first moved down here. I was in Orlando. I helped open up a store up there. I worked my way down to West Palm Beach. I opened up another store there. And then I helped the owner of the Pompano Beach location open that one up. And then finally, I set my roots down in Davie. And between you know building permits and dealing with the city and a bunch of other unexpected things, it was pretty difficult, especially being from out of state. I had no connections anywhere. You go up to mm-hmm. Michigan, I know contractors. I know people that do billouts. I know the suppliers. Down here, it's a completely foreign land to me. So you're Googling shit or looking people up and just hoping for the best. Got
1: it. And so, when you say you know, getting getting shit from the city and everything, you would you'd be you would think the city would want you to open you know another restaurant. And so, what kind of issues would the city give you to be like, damn? Uh,
0: Apparently, according to the Davy, they're an old school you know town. So everything is paper pushing, no digital, put in the computer um it took a little while to get the permits approved it took a little while for everybody to come out and get everything signed off so we could open uh davie was the only location i had trouble with you know orlando west palm beach everything went pretty smoothly i feel like the further south i came the harder it got mm. now i'm here in davie but we've been there for a while now we're pretty established just looking towards the horizon see what's next in the game
1: okay and so when you become part of a franchise so let's say like rick ross owns a few different um what is it wing stops yeah and stuff like that and so do you feel like it's the person that scales the franchise up or is it just the franchise itself
0: it's definitely the person it's the people behind it you can have the product but if you don't have the people behind it then there's no product Mm. people gotta put their heart and soul into something and really push that you know, you, you got a Little Caesars, that's a major franchise. And, you know, they they good pizza, you know, whatever. I'll eat a $5 hot and ready every once in a while. Um, but, you know, the Jets is more like family oriented, and there's people who have been in the game for a long time. So, you know, their heart and soul's behind it. And that's what makes it that much better.
1: Got it. Okay. Okay, cool. And so if somebody wanted to open their own franchise, what what are three things, key pieces of essential information that you would give them starting off? Uh,
0: Do a lot of research on where you want to go, you know, demographics, doing the homework, trying to find the most densely populated areas possible, you know, more people, more money. That's always my philosophy. And then there's also you know you got to make sure that there's a food distributor nearby you don't want to have a food distribution that's in another state or hours away you get into a pinch and you need product and you're all by yourself down south or wherever you are and then you're in trouble you know mm. and then you just, if you have a partner or somebody that you can bring in with you to have your back that's huge too
1: Okay. Did, did you have any partners or was you? Uh, it?
0: Initially, when I first started, I was brought in as a partner. Okay. But then as I grew, I broke away and then it's just been all on me lately. Got it. Got it.
1: And so, would you, what, what, you know, in starting with the upfront capital to get into like a franchise, what are some ways that people can go about getting into that?
0: Yeah. It's the person that i reached out to was luckily enough a family friend of mine and they gave me a money loan hard money loan so here's this you know pay us back x amount of dollars which was huge for me because i don't think you know being the age i was with you know the money i had i don't know if i would have got the money i would have got without the family friend Mm. but nowadays there's so many people so many ways to get money it's just, you know, are you willing to pay that six, seven, eight, nine, ten percent on top of however much you got? Are you willing to pay that? I think, you know, get a couple hundred thousand dollars and pay back five, six, seven thousand dollars. It's no big deal to me, mm-hmm. especially if it gets your dream rolling.
1: Yeah, exactly. And So what would you say is the the essential power of having a good network of people?
0: Huge, huge, man. You You've heard it a thousand times. You are who you surround yourself with um having people i like i have a few friends who are older than me so i like to think that they're older and wiser they're more successful in business than i am they've been around the block so just being around those people and you know i talk about thousands of dollars with my friends and then you go around this group of people and they're talking about millions of dollars it's just you constantly want to try to level up and surrounding yourself with people who are on a different level than you it's that that's a game changer for sure
1: and so do you end up reading books often, listening to audiobooks? Like what, what is that part of the mindset journey look like?
0: I do, uh, you know, I'll do anything that tries to keep me motivated and keep pushing forward. I read books from time to time. Uh, I'll listen to different podcasts and audiobooks If I'm at the gym, just trying to get my mind right. The, the motivational stuff. It's always nice to wake up to listen to something positive to get your day going. Midday, you know, take a break, listen to something that's reinforcing to your values to push you forward, to stay true to yourself is always good too. late at night, you know, before going to bed, reinstalling those same things back into your head, going to sleep with like a clear conscience and trying to get a good night's rest.
1: Got it. So if you were to have like a rough month at, you know, the the shop. Yeah what would you do or what what are some steps you would take to like recover from that? Or how would you, you know, mitigate for that next month?
0: I don't know, man, only toes or something, only fans. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I've had my fair share of bad months. Um, Just going out and if I have a bad month, I know that it really falls back on me. I, I try not to blame anybody for anything. I'm the captain of the ship. So at the end of the day, it's all on me going to have a manager and i can have a full staff if they're not doing what i'm saying maybe it's me i'm not teaching them properly or maybe whatever the cause may be but i know if i start slipping up a little bit it's because i'm not putting 100 percent effort into what i need to get taken care of mm.
1: so accountability for self oh, yeah.
0: yeah yeah for sure accountability
1: mm. for self a lot of people don't don't do that I was, no. I was surprised you know you said a lot of people don't say that they'll be like oh You know, you know, I just got to fix my team and this and that. But, you know, accountability for self is super heavy, especially when it comes to active leadership, because you get to realize, you know, what's going on within your company and you get to internalize it like it's me. I'm not doing something right. And so, okay, cool, cool. And so would you say you want your kids to get into entrepreneurship the same route that you are?
0: Kids nowadays is a crazy thought. I don't know. Like, <laughs> later on down the line, like right now, I am cool with my pit bull. He's cool. He's he's chilling. He's eight years old, so I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um kids, who knows? I don't I don't know where the if kids are in the near future. I'd definitely like to have children, leave something behind. I think, you know, it's probably will end up being my purpose. I don't think making pizzas is my purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe raising a family and passing down the knowledge I have. Instilling good values into them, and hopefully it turn out to be a good person uh, I think kids would definitely be cool getting into this business if they have a good work ethic it's there's money to be made it's just you need you need to have the work ethic
1: got it, got it, okay, cool, and so hmm. For the people that'll be watching this, if they wanted to join your store or if you were hiring for your store, yeah. what's something that they would look like or look for?
0: I always look for somebody like myself mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily tatted up with the beard or whatever, but somebody with a decent personality who can look you eye to eye and have a conversation with you too often than not. I have somebody coming in and they're just staring at their phone while you're trying to conduct an interview but somebody who isn't afraid to get down and get dirty because that's what it takes in the restaurant business. There's times when you got to clean out a grease trap or you got to go clean out the 500 degree oven, you get your hands on and get greasy and slap out a pizza or put some pepperoni on it. It's it's very hands on in the in the restaurant business.
1: And you feel like when you do this, you make an example to your team that, hey, this is the standard of work that, you know, I'm willing to do. I can do everything that you're doing. basically.
0: you have to. I I believe at least you. How would you trust somebody in a leadership position if they can't do your job? Mm -hmm. Uh, You can tell people what to do, but if you've never been in their shoes, how can you really explain something and stand behind your word? Uh, You can talk all you want, but talk is cheap. You got to stand behind that stuff and back it up.
1: Got it, got it. Okay, cool. So, you know, definitely thank you for coming on the show. You know, definitely have an attractive mindset. Ever since I met you, what, four, five years ago almost? Like, you know, you've you've definitely been a stand-up guy. And so where, you know, where can people find you on, you know, social media? Uh,
0: Jets Pizza. Jets Pizza Miami is the IG natorade19 it's my personal ig you know i'm just on there chilling i don't do anything too crazy so but uh jets pizza miami if you go follow them you'll get free pizza stop by anytime you want free pizza i'm giving out free pizza all the time
1: okay okay cool (laughs) yeah yeah i heard that if y'all want some free pizza then Uh hey go ahead and so hey thank you man again for coming by and you know as we always say we look good we live good life is good talk to us we talk back we out of here